From the rising of the sun even to unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands repaired the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 17 on page 358. Hear the right, O Lord, consider my complaint, and hearken unto my prayer that goeth not out of faint lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence, and let thine eyes look upon the thing that is equal. Thou hast proved and visited mine heart in the night season. Thou hast tried me and shalt find no wickedness in me. For I am utterly purposed that my mouth shall not offend. As for the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the ways of the destroyer. O hold thou up my goings in thy path, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, O God, for thou shalt hear me. Incline thine ear to me, and hearken unto my words. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, thou that art the Savior of them which push their trust in thee, from such as resist thy right hand. Keep me as the apple of an eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. From the ungodly that trouble me, mine enemies compass me round about to take away my soul. They are enclosed in their own fat, and their mouth speaketh proud things. They lie waiting in our way on every side, watching to cast us down to the ground. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a lion's whelp lurking in secret places. Up, Lord, disappoint him and cast him down. Deliver my soul from the ungodly by thine own sword. Yea, by thy hand, O Lord, from the men of the evil world, which have their portion in this life, whose bellies thou fillest with thy hid treasure. 
they have children at their desire, and leave the rest of their substance for their babes. But as for me, I shall behold thy presence in righteousness, and when I wake up after thy likeness, I shall be satisfied. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth verse of the fourth chapter of the book of Proverbs. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to all flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Here ended the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 17th verse of the 4th chapter of the Epistle to the Ephesians. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to walk all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members in one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him, who steal, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil, speaking, 
be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Here ended the second lesson. Benedictus, page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for their mission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversary. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, 
and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. <clears throat> the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the structure of St. Paul's epistles, they, they have a, a fairly common um, structure in that St. Paul usually begins them by setting forth some some um in some manner what christ has done and then how what he's done has has come to us what we've come to know and then at the end that's where the behavioral exhortations come and and in ephesians you see our 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 lesson today verse 17 that it's triggered by the word or signaled by the word therefore you know verse 17 this i say therefore and testify that you shouldn't walk this way, and 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 uh, down in verse um, twenty-five. Therefore, and it's it's why we should should never see the Christian life merely as you know. Sometimes the, the an historic error is to see well to be a Christian means you're a generally good person. You try to live a good life. You try to, and it be and you can turn Christianity into kind of a moral striving to be good. But St. Paul doesn't really do that. The New Testament doesn't do it, doesn't present it that way. It presents it as here's what God has done in Christ to, to and in Ephesians, it's been, you know, Christ, you know, he talked about being foreordained before the beginning of the world, became man for us. He's brought together Jew and Gentile in his one body. And then we, we who were dead in trespasses and sins, he made alive. And raised us up, made us sit in the heavenly places. And because he's done that, because we've experienced this by grace, therefore we ought to live a certain way. And it is, isn't even strictly, um, you know, uh, a moral exhortation in the mind, because this is where it gets to the life of prayer, that, that Christ has done this, we've experienced it, we experience in our life of prayer, and as we experience the reality of Christ's presence in our prayer, this kind of behavior is a natural fruit of that behavior. It, it, and, and we talked yesterday at church about baptism, uh, because the gospel is a baptism of Jesus, how it informs our own baptisms. And it's, um, if we pay close attention, we'll, we'll become aware just how much of the New Testament epistles are reflections on our baptism we see a an allusion again to it today in um in verse 22 and 23 that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to god and true righteousness and holiness this is an allusion to baptism because the ancient practice was to 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 have a change of clothes that you put off clothing, you entered the water of baptism, were cleansed of sin and renewed, and then you came out and you put on a new garment and you're putting off the old and putting on Christ as it were. And so this is why baptism is not just something that happened. We always see this the sense of dying and rising with Christ, of putting off and putting on as an ongoing thing that has its beginning in baptism and as that's embraced by us in the conversion of the heart. It happens um, in the life of prayer as we each day encounter Christ, are aware of what is amiss, put off by confession, 
the old, receive the grace of forgiveness, put on the new, and then go out to live in a new way. And it will happen in a full and final way at the resurrection at the end of time. And, and that's, so it's, it's only by staying in this experience of prayer, of dying and rising, that these behavioral exhortations really make sense. That's why we're, we're not going to uh, be angry every day. Because we, as we come to our prayer, we have anger. That anger is exposed, so we put it aside. And we, um, we're not going to lie to each other. Uh, we're not going to be lazy. We're going to be diligent to do the things that Christ calls us to do. Um, and we're going to speak words that edify. If we drift away from the experience of dying and rising, which is the essence of life or prayer, and the Christian life becomes a mere attempt to do this. That's the, the, the thing that leads most people to frustration or leads the most to frustration. I'm trying hard to behave this way, but I, I can't. Because we can only behave that way by grace, and that grace comes to the life of prayer. Daily we die and rise. And this is, we can harken back to Proverbs today where it says, guard your heart with all diligence. We have to keep our hearts in the presence of Christ, guard them by removing from our hearts that which is bad, receiving grace and, and practicing the good that keeps our hearts in the right place. And then from that issues behavior that is appropriate, which of course we have to practice. We have to go out and do the good things and be diligent, but it's a natural issue from the life of prayer. And so it's our, our experience. What And so the therefore there is, this is what Christ has done. This is how we've experienced in our lives and how we experience today in our life for prayer. Now, therefore, this is the kind of life that should result from that and will naturally result as we continue to live faithfully in Christ through prayer. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with prayer for all conditions of man on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways done unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. 
but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has created man in thine own image, grant us grace fearlessly to contend against evil and to make no peace with oppression, and that we may reverently use our freedom, help us to employ it in the maintenance of justice among men and nations, to the glory of thy holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank, thank you, everyone. Yes, yes thank Father, you, Father John. John. Father John, I know. It's a great, it resonates well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>